I'm your boy Cheese. As always, we're excited to see you. No Sir Love Day, no Kalina. We'll be back on the next episode. You know, we've been working on really introducing the, the, the audience to all types of hip hop. It's okay to have your niche. It's okay to like your style. If you like the trap, that's great. If you like the boom bap, that's great. If you like the experimental, that's great. If you like the UK grime scene, that's good too. There's a lot of space for everything, but it's also important to just venture outside of norm and, and find things and discover things. And you'll be surprised where the rabbit hole might find you. And that's one of the things I love about this show is that we, we, we like to, to be introduced reminded and discovered things even if they've been around for a while it's okay to go back sometimes that's that's good um it doesn't always have to be the 20 year olds getting love hip-hop is is a big ocean of of sound so i'm i'm super excited to have today's um guests because when i got put on to them i went down the rabbit hole and what i found is there a, a sound that's rooted in in Boom back, boom bat, um, traditional hip hop with a with a lot more awareness and lush sounds, and it, it just created this new listening experience that I highly recommend. So, welcome to the show, the good people. Yo, Just, thank you, for yes. us. thank you. You're here. Um, so, we have uh, Saint, an MC slash producer, um, mm-hmm. jack of all trades, wearing the Mets hat. So we're natural enemies at this point because I'm the Yankee fan. But we're going to put that to the side. We're, we're, you're going to get double teams on that, buddy. You are going to get double teams. Not the double teams. <laughs> yeah, I like Pause. And um, <laughs> it's interesting. If you're listening to this episode on day one, go hit the link below. Their new EP, the, good, the, the summer EP is out now. Um, that's the refreshing drink right there. Um, gentlemen, um, why this EP? You just had the, the last project just came out not so long ago, and now you're following up with a six-song EP. How did this project come to be? What was the, what was the mindset of it, and why Summertime? Because Summertime hip-hop has a different sound sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we dropped Good For Nothing back in January, uh, beginning of the year, and uh, we put it out on vinyl, we put it out on digital, and we were kind of surprised to see how many people were actually interested in getting the CD version of it. And a lot of people asking when was the CD going to drop. So um, we linked up with a label called Below Systems who wanted to put out the CD. Uh, so now here we are, what, six months later, after the album dropped. And I didn't, we didn't really want to just put something out, uh, you know, six months later again, you know, with this kind of same music, just on a different format. We wanted to kind of bring something new. So... The CD that's that's also dropping with the EP, you can get both together. So it's um, we we kind of tailored it around the time of season was going to come out. Um, you know, January was you know it was like a winter drop. Now we're going to do something for the summer. Uh, so we, we put these six joints together. They got a real summer feel to it. I think the whole thing's cohesive. It just um, and now you could you could have you get two albums for one basically on the CD. Or you just go ahead and get the EP on its own if you already got the EP. Uh, if you got good for nothing, download it already. What was E? What was the approach of, of this this album? So we, wow, this is momentum. There's a sudden momentum com- coming. 
um, a big push with the with the last album released. Below Records coming to support that. There's there's no coincidence in my mind that the underground scene now is getting a lot of love, and we can probably look at Griselda for some of that momentum. But there's a lot of momentum for everybody. It's a good time for the scene. Um, what was the thought about getting? Let's get this out now. This is me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, the bottom line is at, at, at the back of it all, never stop working. I mean, we're both parents, so life gets in the way. And and, and I don't know if you're gonna ask, but we it, it took us about six months to do, you know, the last album, the Different Method album. So it's like. Saint sends me a beat whenever he has it and I'm always writing stuff anyway so we kind of just like mix and match but we've always had such great chemistry in the studio like you know when we first met to now it's like I rarely see him but it's like we understand what each other does and um, we just banged out these these extra tracks for this EP man I, actually it was unexpected to be honest with you because it was like you know okay we dropped good for nothing and it was like oh we got to do six more tracks, and it was like we just knocked them out one, two, three. And I was like, I was kind of impressed because we've never worked that fast before. You know what I mean? So it was, um, yeah. I mean, this, I, I I love this EP that's coming out, man. When uh, Saint, when you would think when you're thinking about putting beats together and putting a whole project together, even an EP, um, there needs to. I would imagine there's just going into the lab and just creating and see what comes out. But when there is an idea that is pushing how the sound is going to be or how you want it to be, is producing or writing different? Um, or is it or is it just the same kind of method when you're producing? You know, I think I kind of lean towards smoother type beats anyway. That's the type of thing I do. I like to do jazzier, smooth stuff. I like Fender Rhodes. Um, you know, Moog sounds. I like smooth stuff. So that good this is stuff. Actually really, yeah, this is really like up my alley, basically. So this wasn't too hard for me. This is basically, I'm like, I'm gonna do something that I I want to do. And it's just, yeah, I know it's just gonna come out summery. It's just gonna come out smooth anyway. So it did work out kind of perfect. Yeah. So even the thematics, it just fits right in your wheelhouse. Um, yeah. When, what what are you using right now um, for producing? Is it is it is it you're on the pads? You're on a you're on a, a machine? What, what, yeah, what? It's, it's a combination of ASRX um, with Pro Tools uh, with a couple keyboards, um, the uh, the Korg. Um, what am I using now? Um, I got the Roland and the um, the Phantom. Probably some of the couple of keyboards I'm using, along with some uh, in a mode as well. When when e when you when you get a beat from Saint or for anybody, is it you have a, a pad of lyrics, you have your bars, you're waiting, for, or do you like hear the beat and then build around that? Because every MC that I talk to almost does it differently. Like Crime Apple is a very he has a notebook full of things, and when he hears a beat, then he Sometimes he pulls into what he has, and other people just wait for the beat to be constructed and and wait to be inspired by that by that track. How, what's your approach uh, to writing? I think you have to really have an understanding of music to be able to uh, 
I don't know, uh, put, write the proper cadence to the proper beat, if that makes sense. You don't, you don't rhyme the same to every, every track. You know what I mean? Every track is different. Obviously, you know, you may have to go, go soft. You might have to go hard and you have to adjust your delivery. So basically, when I get a track from, from Saint, it's, um, you know, I just fall because it's melodic. You know, he plays a lot. So it just it immediately takes you somewhere. And I just ride off from just being taken to wherever that, whatever that, that melody takes me. It's like, okay, this is what I think that it sh- should be written about on this track. And in a lot of cases, it works out. Yeah, it's, it's in the podcast game is very interesting because I don't I don't do a script. I don't be like I want to hit this. I want to do this moment. I re, I like it organic, and sometimes that's great. Fits my personality. Sometimes it's not right. And I'm like, man, I wish I I wish I would have remembered to say that. But that's not how we do the show, right? I wait for like the inspiration, the most feel that I get to it. Right. When you're producing a track, when you produce, when you're writing bars, where? Where's the technique or the exercise that you put in to stay sharp? Because one of the things I learned from doing this podcast and talking to now fellow podcasters and influencers is everyone does it vastly different. Like I literally, people will ask me like, how do you do your show? What programs do you use? How do you do this? And I'm like, I kind of always change it month by month to get better and then, and just figure it out. How do you approach? Like, is there a, a, exercise a technique that you've learned um especially like with producing everyone does it so vastly different there's no manual to do it it's like everyone duct tapes their way into it how how did you figure out what best works for you uh i mean as far as the production um I mean, I've, I've been producing since the 90s um before software you know you had you had to use an analog machine um you know i've, I've used the, the mpc as well and um, it's funny, I didn't have anybody show me how to use, you know, I feel like a lot of people are taught. They, they, they know somebody who has an SP and showed how to use it and, and, and the technique and it's kind of built off of that. Um, and I, I was kind of more self-taught. Uh, and I've been told, and also uh, when it comes to Pro Tools as well, because um, I engineer and I do different things on Pro Tools that people like, I've never seen anybody do that before on there that, to me, it seems normal. Nobody taught me. It's just I, I just came kind of came up that I, you know, that, that thought process myself. Um, so uh, I'm very similar in that. As like most of the times, I, I self taught myself how to do it, and I don't think the podcast game is that difficult, really. As um, EQing or whatever, but I didn't have a manual. I didn't. I was like, how do I do this? And luckily, I had YouTube, um, and be like, oh, okay, that's what a hundred hertz means. Okay, okay, now. Yeah. It's, are putting it together and then it becomes muscle memory after that like i know okay do this it's kind of almost automatic um is there a fear that with the speed of technology especially in music production it seems like it's always changing to that new thing that new program that new um analog machine that new digital machine that new machine that now samples for you um like there's so many things in music evolution is there's is is there a fear that that whatever technique you're doing using might not be like relevant in the in the future? Um, I think my techniques, what I do, works for what we do, our, our music and our, our style. It, 
we're not really trying to follow what anybody else is doing. I think we kind of got our own style. In fact, I, I don't really listen to too many other people uh, nowadays, even because I don't want to be influenced by what other people are doing, to be honest, exactly. or even even subconsciously be influenced, not, not realizing it. So right. keeping our style, people, if you go, you know, we've been doing this since 2006, you go back to some of like our earlier stuff, you know, it's the same vibe. You know, some some things, you know, a little bit of twist on, you know, here and there, a little bit, but it's, it's got that same feel, and I want to make sure it keeps that same feel. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with, you know, experimenting and trying new things, but I want people, when they are getting a good people album, they know they're getting what what they should expect, you know. Um, and just some, you know, some people try to keep up with the time, stay more contemporary, see what's cool, you know, try to keep, you know, with that. We're not concerned with that. You know, we, we do good people music. We do we do our music, and you know, you, even if you, you consider it, you know, um, kind of old school, whatever. Although we don't really consider it that. Um, just uh, I think I think it's important now. That we're we're staying in our own lane right now. A lot of people, out, especially in the underground scene, yeah, we got that sound, but a lot of people. Let me say something real quick. Real quick, Saint. Um, a, a notable DJ recently told us that he was really happy that he was given music that was a little bit higher of a BPM for a lot of the new hip hop that's coming out now. And I thought that was really refreshing because it's like, I mean, if you think about hip hop in the nineties, it was about dancing and now we're not necessarily about dancing. We're just about making good music. But I think because of the way uh, Saint, you know, comes up with the production and the stuff that we write about that, you know, people relate to. I think it's an amazing mix, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what What I experience from your music is that you, I don't feel like you're selling me an image or a product. Not at all. You know? Like not a at lot, all. And this has always been my critique of the young guys, not necessarily the music, though I have my own thoughts on that. It's more of a, like, don't sell me this image of you. Just sell me sell me the music like i don't need more than that i don't like i really don't worry about the person too much just give me that music and if your music is just a selling point which i understand why music is you want to make money off music but if it's coming from that it just doesn't it's just missing something and history of hip-hop says that it was never built on that anyway it was just built as more of a as a rebellion to what was going on in New York City and in the world at that time with the, you know, displacements of people from the Gowanas in the Bronx to the elimination of art programs in New York City. It just made um, the crack epi epidemic and, you know, all every, the injustices going on. It just created this melting pot of, of like, we need to have rebel music. I mean, hip hop is rebel music. It was punk music. Um, and it just manifested that way. And somewhere along the line, it became profitable and, was, uh, and then it started losing its focus. But it seems like with the good people, this just seems to be this like, yeah, let's be in this together and have a good time while we're here. How much of that is just naturally both for you in your own personality? Own you? So I'll, I'll say um, the good people is a, is a, is a multi-dimensional idea. It's not just a group name. Uh, you know, we honestly are good people. We we're good people that make good music. Uh, when I say good people, like we, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, all of us are parents here, so it's like, you know, you don't think of a lot of people don't think of hip hop artists as being parents or whatever. They just it's just a guy with a mic rhyming. You know what I'm saying? But there's real life 
behind the mic. And, um, you know, we handle our responsibilities like responsible citizens and we make good music. And we, we, just, want, we just want to make music that um, that people are attracted to. It's like we make music that we feel, but we know it's good. And there are people out there that do like that music. And I think that magnetism alone, if you can get enough people, as with everybody, you can get enough people to to magnetize to your music. It's so much more healthy of a feeling when it's like, yo, it comes from the soul. Because people are like, yo, I, I generally like your music, not for any other reason, but I just love your joints. You know what I'm saying? Now, we need, I'll be remiss if we don't go back to how we started this show. Because, um, you know, these Mets... You know, historically, uh, hasn't always been good. Now, I will say this to be fair. I am a Mets fan. I'm a Yankee fan first and a distant second Mets fan. Like a hold on, hold on. No, man, you got to pick the side, brother. Oh, uh, I, Team Yankees. Team Yankees, <laughs> me. But <laughs> I want, like, the good thing is that they're in different, you know, conferences. So the win-win for me is that they both go to the World Series and I don't care which one. After that, in New York, but there is a, a very hardcore loyalty to like the Mets fan. So, when did this fandom begin? Because you know what, I, I think I think actually being a Mets fan also kind of defines who we are. I think the Mets the Mets are more of like a blue collar underdog team in the city, and I think that also kind of defines who we are as a group. You know, we're, we're that we're that that blue collar everyday people underdog group you know yeah. um i think that it's, and that, that's just like kind of like, not oh. corporate damn it right 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 <laughs> you could keep your beard with the mets with the yankees that the beard's gotta go yeah, the beard, gotta, <laughs> the, uh, yeah the, the chops chop that go the yeah. sideburns gotta go yeah <laughs> um it's a tradition around here in the question out podcast to ask this question um it's an, it's it's a, it's a serious question, but we ask mostly everybody when I remember. Um, if you uh, will, we'll start with you, and then we'll go with Saint. Um, if you could pick um, any hip hop beat from the pantheon of hip hop, and if you want to go outside of hip hop, you could. That best uh, describes. Your lovemaking style, your lovemaking talents, your mattress mumbo, your 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 love juices galore. What is that beat? I'm like, that's the beat that represents my style. What what, well, what, what beat? Why, why, that's, I don't even. I, where do I start with that question? It man? is called the Crush a Lot podcast, so you know it can't be too. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't even know how to answer that, brother. Um, Think about it's it. like, but, but well, I, I'll tell you the, the, the illest beat that I, I've ever heard that I've wanted to really like. I wish it was mine. Was a, I don't know if you remember Jazzo. It was a, re- a record called Kings County. Yes, I do. Okay. I'm from Kings County myself, so that instrumental was crazy. Um. Nah, it's. I, I think that would, if you're asking in a broad sense, um, sure. that would be it. But if we're narrowing it down to like maybe a saint beat, like my Not favorite, any beat. any beat. Oh, okay. All right. No, no. Well, I, you know what? I, I would say uh, it, it came to my like if, if I had to compare it to, to 
to love making in the bed. Probably like 93 to infinity because it hits hard, but it's still smooth. Yeah. Producer, great producer, awesome. friend of the show, um, thanks. <laughs> Um, he was on the show and he was like, uh, Mob Deep shook one part two. But then I'm like, wait, 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 explain this to me because that's not like, that's not like a love making beat, right? It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't speak romance. And then he was like, no, but in the, the sample does, like the sample is from a soul place. And I, you see, so, but I'm inspired by the soul. But when I'm in the bed, I'm going to do what I got to do. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. I, I, you know what? I just remembered. I want to be where you are by Marvin Gaye. Ooh, oh yeah, that's, that's the one. That's and where we actually and we actually flipped that sample. I'm not gonna tell you what. Oh song. yeah, we did. No, 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 no. Flip that sample. But uh, yeah, I want to be yeah. where you are. Don't be I'm looking gonna, for that sample. Royalties will not be paid. <laughs> yeah. You know, who, you know who's notorious for that? RZA. The RZA has flipped so many samples and like ex- like manipulated so much that. Even on the world first Wu Tang album, there's so many in there that he cannot say what they are because they come from that But I think that's good. I, I like it when I don't know, when I can't find, and I try to find. Like I try to find the samples. Right. Um, it's part of my enjoyment. And I, with some people, they're just too good at like manipulating it and, and doing that. Um, Crush a lot podcast. If you're new to the good people, do yourself a favor. Hit the click. The link below, click it. Uh, the summer EP is out now. Go back to the back catalog. It's it's good music for the summer. It, it, it just really is. I think you'll have a good time um, hearing it. And most importantly, buy the record as much as you can. You can stream it if you want. That's all good. But if you can buy the record and support the artist, we always encourage that here in the Crush A Lot uh, podcast. And most importantly, hey, share the, share the word. If you're listening to something don't and you like it, don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Yeah. Hip-hop is universal for everybody. And, you know, we should spread the word. It's a, it's a good time to be a hip-hop fan. So many avenues of hip-hop from around the world. And uh, this is just one of them. If you like what you're hearing, you're new to the show. Thank you for checking us out. Um, you know, consider subscribing. Um, we're going to have the video of this up in our YouTube channel soon. Patreon is going to be open soon for all those who want to support and be a part of the bigger community. Um, but we don't do this for us. We do this for the artists. Go support good people. And go check out uh, all the other episodes um, that we just really check out. Uh, the Dirty Winters and the Simple Project. Go check out Fast Life and be ready because this week coming up, right after the episode, we got the mega episode um, with some of the best podcasters and influencers in the game. We got Nick Fadeway Barber. We stuck to. We got Rap Seminar. I think you guys should definitely check out Rap Seminar on Instagram. Measures. He quantifies the lyrics and measures it on in a scientific way. I think that it's a nice go back to measure bar for bar who's good. Um, go check out that show. Of course, you can check out the uh, podcast with Kalina and uh, Sir Love Day. And we're going to be talking about our favorite uh, 2019 project so far in a big uh, one hour mega episode. Um, so go check that out. And then we have, of course, we have Daniel Sun and Future Wave of Riggs and Choop coming up right after that. And we have the exclusive review of the new Daniel Sun and Future Wave project before it hits July 1st. Yes, we get exclusives. No, we did not buy for it. We did not buy that right. Um, but go hit the links below for the good people. Gentlemen, thank you so much for, the, for your time and your passion, your, you. your 
industry and anytime you're in town, especially uh, doing a show in, in Brooklyn or in New York or anywhere I can travel because I'm from Brooklyn, I'm more than happy to come out and support the show. Uh, good luck on the on the Mets season. Um, I look Thanks. forward to watching good uh, good baseball as, as much as I can. Maybe we'll catch a game. That'll be great. Uh, podcast live right, from, from, from the old Shea Stadium. Would be great. All right, gentlemen, have a good one. Crush it out podcast. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Take care, brother. Peace. Peace.